You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Go Wild. Now, the Go Wild app has added some really cool and exciting functionality to their app. And the first one I want to talk about is the Near Me function. And basically what this does, it allows you to engage and connect with people in your area. You guys can talk about gear. You guys can talk about hunting areas. You guys can talk about what's going on in the woods. And it just allows the users to be more of a community and connect easier. The second part is the gearbox. And what the gearbox is, it is a an opportunity for the users to not only see reviews on products and see what the go wild community is using in the field what products they're using but it also allows you guys to purchase up to 150,000 products there's you, there's a shopping function on it so Check out the Go Wild app. If you haven't downloaded it to your phone yet, you need to, and you can do that at any app store that is currently available. Go Wild. It's an awesome app. Check them out. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas, and today's episode, we go into bow setups with our guest, Frank Iupa. Frank is a friend of ours, um, used to run an archery shop that all three of us used to go to, so we got to know Frank over the years. Uh, so Frank comes on, and we talk about different bow setups for whitetail compared to elk, um, just kind of talk about each one of our setups and how we do things and help you kind of compare what you do to what we do so hopefully you get some good information we go down quite a few rabbit holes and kind of talk about all kinds of stuff so hope you enjoy the show this is the missouri woods and water podcast All right, welcome to the show. I've uh, got a good one today. I've got a full house. We've got both Andy and Micah with us today. And our guest today is Frank Iupa. Uh, Frank is a uh, really smart archery type of guy. Um, we all knew Frank from uh, his days back at um, Evolved Archery when he ran that shop. So, um, Frank, what's going on, man? Not much. How you guys been? Pretty good. Good, buddy. Good. Doing good. good Thanks good. for coming on today, dude. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, so, so people can kind of get... Um, to know you a little bit, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, let us know what you do for a living if you want, yep. and then, what should I ask him? What's your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors? We'll just go with that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, my name's Frank, obviously, and uh, I'm a uh, territory sales manager for McCormick Tractors, um, so if anybody needs a food plot tractor, let me know. Boom. <laughs> You're uh, the guy to go to. We, we know a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now... But uh, but prior to that, you know, I spent you know five years managing a evolved archery at the pro shop there. Um, I shoot a lot of archery competitively, and well, I grew up hunting so uh, with a bow. But uh, and that's how kind of led me into the competitive side. I wanted to shoot my bow a little more than just at deer and right. turkeys and things like that. So um, 
ended up in 3D, but um, a little bit of indoor stuff like that. But that's not my favorite. I like to shoot foam animals. <laughs> but yeah. uh, they don't move. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Nice. They don't <laughs> jump anything. Perfect. Yeah, for for the, my favorite part of the Missouri outdoors, that's it's tough because I like to do just about all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hike the trails and the state parks, uh, but that's mostly to get ready for elk season. You know, I put my pack on and go. Uh, but um, no, I'd say archery hunting whitetails. It's my favorite for Missouri. Uh, I'm just if I can bow hunt anything, it doesn't matter what it is. I want to do it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of how we all are, and we'll get into I think. Hopefully, if we have time, we'll get into some of the 3D stuff because oh, yeah. Missouri has a lot of options. Oh, man, you can shoot every weekend. Yeah, you really Literally. can. And yeah, that's, yeah. you know. Um, well, it's been a little different this year with COVID yeah, right, yeah, sure. like that. But you still, I mean, if you look hard enough, you can definitely mm-hmm. find a shoot. There's stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And right now, there, there's a lot more getting ready to start. I was just looking at this morning, actually. And I think July uh, really starts kicking off almost every weekend from July through August. It seemed like there's something. Well, and everybody's cramming their schedule into the shorter period now because they still want to get their shoots in. You, you know, got a lot of options. That's revenue. I mean, if the club's not making money, it's not a club anymore. Right. Yep. So, yeah. 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 So we'll get into that, I think, hopefully, uh, too. But. A lot of people were asking us about bow setups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we thought this would be a perfect episode. First person I thought of was you yep. Uh, yep. on yeah. this. And, you know, I think one good thing is, you know, each of us can kind of talk about what we do. And the thing everybody should know is not any two people are going to do stuff the same way. Oh, no. Each each one of us is probably going to say something different about mm-hmm. what we do for whitetail, yeah. what we do for elk, because all four of us elk hunt as well. Mm-hmm. But I think this can give the listener an idea of, you know, if they're looking to to have a, a setup for both, you know, maybe they don't have the time or money to have a different setup for both animals or yeah. they don't really want to mess with it, you know, which is kind of like a guy like me. I don't really want to mess with the two because I don't necessarily have all the time in the world to yeah. get both so set up the way I want. part of it. Yeah, you know, I would love to have that stuff, time, yeah. right? That being said, I, I still kind of stick with it real close together, right. but... So we'll we'll talk about that, and I think that'll give a lot of people. We'll, you know, we can talk about what bows we shoot, um, mm-hmm. our arrows, our broadheads, just kind of a little yep. bit of everything. And I think that'll give people a good idea of what, absolutely, you know, what it is that we at least do. Mm-hmm. And by no means are we, you know, the Bible. Yep. But <laughs> no, hey, it's what we do. <laughs> from it, yeah. And if you're listening to this show, it's what we do. I so mean, it like, is what it is. There well, is a thousand ways to skin a cat. Yeah, exactly yeah. Right. And, and literally. Being in a pro shop, I've got to handle just about everybody's bow, everybody's arrow, all the broadheads. They're all making good stuff. Sure. Like, the, you just got to put it together the correct way. Yeah. You yeah. know, not every combination works, but that's doesn't mean it wasn't quality to begin with. So. And, bro, you can get on, you can go on, on these Facebook groups and people get knocked down, drag out fights oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. their broadheads. Um, I mean, FOC is a totally crazy mm-hmm. subject right now, yeah. which, you know, is, I, I agree I'm with a lot, a lot of, it. of it. Sure. So, and yeah. it makes, and it makes sense. Um, I mean, people getting big old fights and, you know, a lot of the stuff, it all works. It's what works for you, right? Yep. Um, so let's just start with you since you're our guest. Okay. I yep. am, what is that movie? I am your host and you are my guest. What are your pleasures? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> funny. Well, oh, you don't boy. want to know some of it because it's kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah. dirty. What do you yeah. like to do? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that knows what that means, we'll, we'll stop right chess. there. <laughs> let's play chess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so what you, yeah, what bow yeah. are you shooting right now? Um, so I've shot, you know, I shot Matthews for five years, and uh, this year Elite came out with that Cure, mm-hmm. and that bow is the most tunable thing that I've ever had my hands on. It's incredible. You can make that bow shoot wrong arrows, right arrows, it doesn't matter. 
It has all the adjustability. You can have limb stops, cable stops. You know, you, it has the uh, set technology in the limb pick pockets. Mm-hmm. So that's actually, so instead of having a yoke that you tune your left and right, you know, things out of with, it has the limb pocket actually shifts. Um, oh, wow. It, and it puts it in, like tilts it. It doesn't actually shift it side to side. It tilts it at an angle. It's amazing. Nice. Um, the easiest tuning bow I've ever had my hands on. It's pretty fast. It's really quiet. Um, I does it come in different axle axle lengths? Uh, not I, this year. So no, they so they have the result, which is a thirty eight inch bow, uh, but that's their target bow. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, it's my this, size, yeah, yeah this, <laughs> this bow thirty two inches, um, and it you know they it it's crazy tunable. I, I I can't say that enough. It's it really is. Does um, it shoot left handed arrows? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Might have to try it. I left left helical for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, so so I picked that bow up. It, as soon as I saw what it was, I was like, okay, I've been waiting for something like this for a really nice. long time. You can adjust the holding weight on it. You know, Colorado, which is where I spend a lot of time in right. the fall, uh, 80% let off rule. So yeah. you can have 90% let off for Missouri or put it at 80. Heck, I think it's 65% is the low end. Okay. I mean, so it's got a huge variety what, there. What was the name of it again? It's the Elite Cure. Elite okay. Cure. Yep. Huh. Yep. And so so I'm shooting that bow this year. Um, my setup with that is, like, you know, I shoot a Victory Arrow, uh, the Rip TKOs, um, and the Ethics Archery inserts on the front of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of front of center on that arrow. Just the inserts alone weigh 120 grains. Um, but I'm shooting a stiff arrow, so it breaks it down some. What, are your, what is your spine on your arrows? 300 spines. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so sh- what, what is your draw length then? Uh, like... So technical, it's not just, you know, one easy number, but yeah. it's uh, 29 and like nine sixteenths. Okay. So, so decently long draw. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. you know, pretty, yep. pretty long, at least for a guy like me. Yeah. 27 yeah, inches. <laughs> a little shorter than me. So yeah. I got this, some advantage on you. So what is your arrow? Uh, what are you weighing? The arrow weighs 505 grains. Okay. Um, and it does like 273. So it's not smoking fast, but it's not it's slow. It's still moving. I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. It's not For slow. For a 500 plus grain arrow, yeah. it's still yeah. going that yep. fast. And last year I shot, you know, a 546 grain arrow or something like that. And it was just a shade slower than I want to be. Um, it was in the 260s. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just wanted to be a little faster, just a little, even though that's not much. It's still, that's and it's something. You can probably give me some good information on that's what I've always struggled with because I do. I'm a 27 inch draw. Actually, it's not even quite 27. Um, it's like 26, <laughs> seven eighths. Some, some change. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a short dude <laughs> and uh, with short arms, and so I've always struggled with my my arrow weight. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where at least I'm at 450 or so grains. I think I'm a little shy of that. Yep. Um, and but at only 450 grains, I'm only shooting 273, which is plenty fast oh, yeah. mm-hmm. right That's okay but if i go up to like let's say you know 510 grain arrow what am i dropping down to speed wise that's what scares me yeah with much it's, heavier it's a bunch i mean i probably honest to goodness i think it's enough because my arrows weighed like 473 grains two years ago and i pinned it passed through that elk twice that right. i shot um so full pass throughs both shots yeah um yeah it's i can't imagine that you would need more so you shooting the same this elite Cure. Mm-hmm. Are you shooting the same bow for whitetail and the same setup as you yep. for elk? Uh, I'm just going to change broadheads. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to run a mechanical for whitetails. I'm kind of on the fence still on that, but I, I have an antelope hunt here in August. Uh, shooting mechanicals for sure for that. Um, that's going to be a, you what's, know. What's your reasoning for that? Yeah. 
they're real soft animals. It doesn't take much to kill them. Uh, and longer distance shots. You okay. know, we're going to be shooting. So to fly more. Yeah, yeah. True. So, so you're yeah. in the wind. It's not even like okay. a, um, I have no problems tuning my fixed blade broadheads. They they fly great. All sure. I mean, out to 100, 110 yards. That being said, crosswind really screws with them. Uh, that's where I really see the, the, the big advantage to a mechanical is crosswind. Uh, so, yeah, I think that I'm going to shoot. I'm on the fence still. Uh, I think I'm going to shoot either the uh, the G5 Dead Meats or the uh, the Levi Morgan, that Schwacker, the blue one, the new one yeah. that just came out. I shot a couple deer with those last year, and they were awesome. They did a really good job, so they ought to do good on antelope. I've always been scared to switch the mechanicals just because I've always heard so many horror stories about mm. they never opened up or whatever, and yeah. so they, they've just scared me. Yeah, so. I have. So I've shot a whole lot of deer and majority of them with mechanical. Uh, I mean, the first probably 20 or so deer I shot were worth fixed blades. But I mean, since then, I mean, I've shot them all mechanical. I've never even had one fail. I've had them fail because of me. Um, but that's not, not because it was me- not mechanical. It wasn't sound. the broadhead's fault. It right. wasn't the broadhead's right. fault. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which it all happened. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, so you're going to switch to fixed when you go out. To elk hunt, yeah, most gonna, likely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll hunt with a fixed blade. What do you uh, usually shoot on those? Um, so last year I shot the Valkyries, uh, but prior, and again, I'll probably shoot the Slick Trick Viper Tricks. That's just kind of my go-to. Um, that broadhead rocks. Yeah. Uh, penetration, it's got a really good blade angle. They're sharp. They fly mm-hmm. good. Uh, there's really not a bad thing to them. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they work. They just work. A lot. Um, a lot of us. We. I mean, I shoot slick tricks as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff. I moved from those. I was shooting uh, those Montex mm-hmm. uh, G five. Yeah, the Montex. Yeah, that's G5. a good head. You just got to really work it to get it sharp. Well, see, yeah. Well, like, I mean, it comes out of the box. You would. You would assume coming out of the box that things should be sharp as heck, and it's <laughs> no, really not. You. No. You need to take it out of the box. You got to sharpen it. And I was getting super big groups with it and yeah i mean that could have been me personally just doing the tune-up myself it's a longer head so the, you know the aerodynamics of it are a little different than like that slick trick's a little shorter right mm-hmm. so it doesn't have as much surface fella. or you know yeah. Up as yeah. Much, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and and you know i'm currently shooting a slick trick too mm-hmm. but i'm shooting the standard oh yeah, i'd like yeah. to That's check out that great. viper but so the standard's a great head sure i mean the only thing that i like better about the the viper trick is the big the big cut on contact point mm-hmm um, I don't know. It's just the, the they're both fine. They yeah. really are. We're getting off a little big topic right here, but this is a I I think it's nice. Yeah, you know, because a lot of us, I probably am the one out of all three of us that have probably shot the least the the smallest amount of broadheads before. Because when usually oh, I, when I find something I like, I'm a connoisseur, right? I yeah. I stick with it. <laughs> so once I found this slick trick, I was like, I'm good. I'm yep. I'm done. Yep. But um, the reason we originally switched to that was i wanted to add another cutting surface that fourth mm-hmm. you know yep. I, ha- I was shooting some sort of it might have been the montec i can't remember it was a three blade three blade fixed yeah and i switched to that sw- slick trick for that fourth cut and you know the idea being you're kind of yeah you're putting an x through that animal I and like it makes too. it harder to close yeah, for sure you know even yeah. if it's just one hole like i mean you go back to a mechanical a lot of the, the big name mechanicals these days are two blade I still, that's why I kind of want to shoot that dead meat. It's a three blade. It has an extra blade, you know. I, I don't know. It, it's small, you know, but things happen, man. Yeah. The, I mean, deer, elk, they're all tough. They really got a strong will to live. Antelope, not so much, but the rest of them, you know. But uh, what are your thoughts on, like, uh, 
two blade like single beveled and stuff like that yeah so the mechanical advantages there on it uh i like it um but if i'm going to shoot a two blade it's definitely not going to be a fixed blade head it's going to really? be mechanical i think um i don't have i don't suffer for penetration problems so um that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. unsubscribe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so yeah like i I just want the extra blade. I, I, I think that the bleeder blade at least. Yeah. You know, if you're going to shoot one of those single bevel blades, get one with the bleeder. Okay. You know, then yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Aren't little. you shooting yeah, cause basically? Um, so mine is, is close to a two blade, but it has a pretty good bleeder on it. I'm shooting the Dirt Nap Alphas. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I have the Local Slick companies. Tricks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Missouri-based. Missouri. Yeah. Yep. Harrisonville, uh, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have the the slick tricks, and I ran those for a little bit, and I decided to try out the the dirt naps, and I'm really happy. They group almost identical, so I actually I have both of them in my quiver, and I can I mean they don't tune any differently. I put them either one in there, and yeah, but uh, yeah, that's always good. I mean that's something I, I wish I was more open to different things. Mm-hmm. I find something that that works for me. Yeah. And I don't really deviate from it. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, I'd like to try that out, but I'm not going to. Oh, I'd like to try that out, but I'm not going to. You know, or what else? So, yeah. so I'm one. I actually, I, I really like the rages. If I only hunted whitetail, I think I would stick yeah. with the rage. They've the, killed a lot of deer. Oh, the blood trails that come from those, you can't second to none. It's like a small bomb that goes off inside the animal. <laughs> but then, because I do go, you know, we go elk hunting, and I'm, I'm always worried about that penetration, which. My draw length's thirty-one and a half inches, so I really probably don't. And my, I think I'm shooting five hundred and forty grain arrow. I'm sure I don't have that penetration yeah. issue that I think I do in my mind. I don't so know. So my hunting partner Kevin, I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. Oh, um, sorry, Kevin. Yep, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kev. Um, we'd uh, called in this bull, and before we went out there, I was like, "What broad what head are you gonna use?" And he's like, "I'm gonna use these rage." I'm like, ah, "I probably wouldn't do that," but he's like. That's what I'm using. I'm like, okay, good enough. <laughs> so I call on this bull. He comes across. Kevin shoots him and hit him a little forward. And that, literally, it was low That's light. My biggest fear. It was right at the end of the you know shooting hours, mm-hmm. and I could see sparks come off the thing. And I was like, that's not what you want. <laughs> this elk is made of metal. No, no, it's not. he hit him in the shoulder, <laughs> and, and it just it basically just spark flew. Probably broke the blades off. You yeah, know. yeah. It was bad deal. Not even a drop of blood. Yeah. Not, yeah. not even a little bit. Yeah, so. but, I mean, taking it back, deer and elk, they're totally different. For Which, sure. Yeah. I mean, I would assume most, even even like the Iron Wheels or the Valkyries, yeah. you, you get into that shoulder on an elk or Honestly, something like that. Honestly, so, like, that's, that's, that's tough. It is still tough. Uh, but the Valkyrie and that Iron Will, both those two hits specifically – they're designed to go through. Like I see guys shooting like legs off of elk with them. That really? iron right. is single beveled, so it's kind of meant to it's, split. Uh, it? It's it's two two is bo- it double yeah, mm-hmm, okay. double bevel, um, but they're both made out of really good materials. You yeah. know, yeah, they're tool steel. You know, I hard, mean, they're hardened. not cheap either. Oh though. no, they're not. Um, you know, makes you think twice about just sending one. Right. You know, well, but, that's those alphas I'm shooting. I've shot two coyotes and three deer with the same broadhead. <laughs> I haven't sharpened it. Yeah. yeah, it stayed. Yeah, but I mean, you go back edge. to that that story, and and like you're talking about deer and elk being different. The idea is not to shoot through a shoulder, right? right. Even, oh yeah, I mean, even yeah. if it's you're worst case scenario, you know, really some of these guys with their placement, FOC is, yeah. is shooting a 620 grain arrow and whatever else. But cool, 
but it's still not the idea. I get the the your level of error might be more potentially, yeah. but I mean, on a whitetail though, if you shoot one in the shoulder, you can still kill that deer. Right. You shoot an elk in the shoulder, it's done. No, you're, it's, you're not going to kill it. It just no. you're just not. You would. I mean, this is this isn't you know what you want to do, but you'd be better off gut shooting an elk because it's going to die. Right. They put one in their shoulder. They put one in the shoulder. You, it's just not going to happen, you know. Yeah, you don't really want to do either. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you know, they're, yeah, they're, but you see what you mean. farther back. Yeah, worst, they're both worst case scenario. Right. But yeah, yeah. Shot placement's always key. Yep, for sure. So, so what kind? Of, what site are you? Yeah, using? I finished my setup here. Uh, so I'm running the CB uh, Engage Hybrid. So it is. It's a hybrid type site. It's a three pin, and it slides. So okay. my guy. Yep, yep. Yep. So I run that thing uh, 25, 35, 45. Um, in my bottom pin's my adjuster. I always yeah. think, you know, it's the one that I'm going to need for the furthest distance. Um, works good for me. It really does. Uh, works good for whitetail and elk. I don't change sights. Um, that CB has a side plate. Um, the sight tapes are screwed on, so mm-hmm. it's not sticky tape. Oh, nice. So well, that's that's nice. kind of nice. Oh, man, it is. It, they they kind of changed the game there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Excel makes the site that does the same thing, but nobody else that I know of is putting metal sight tapes on their bows. No, the, I mean, we'll um, get to mine, I guess, but mine, yeah. mine's pretty high dollar and I would like that. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Do the, does that come standard? Yeah. Or do just, you? Nope. It comes with it. Yeah. So it's got however many. Different... It comes with 15 or 16 plates. Okay. So. Yeah. Cause usually yeah. like when you buy like an HHA. Yeah. yeah. Handful of honestly, it. you know, I've killed a lot of deer with an HHA. There's nothing wrong with that site. That being said. It wouldn't be my first choice for elk where you're, you just never know, you know, right. it could be at 20 yards right now. And right now it's at 50, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that fast boom, boom. because mm-hmm. they move and that I mean, quickly crazy amount. Yeah. I mean, yeah, kind of speeding up, but to go into my setup, I do, I shoot a single pin mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to get to that three pin. With I think the slider. It's, it's a nice I, medium. It, yeah, exactly. Cause I don't, I, I mean, I shot a five pin for shoot. I don't know, seven, eight mm-hmm. years and stuff. But once I switched to that single, I I really like the fact that my my sight housing is not cluttered up with all those pins. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I don't like looking through the rake either. Yeah. You know, that's the reason I went to a single pin oh, 15 or so years ago. And then when I started elk hunting, that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to need some more pins. It's yeah. options yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and eventually I will. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's not in the cards this year just for fact, heck, we're leaving in what, a month, two months? Almost a little over two months, yeah. Yeah, a little yeah. over two months. So I mean, I just don't think I'm gonna have the yep. time to get it all set up and ready to go for, with a three pin slider. So I'm just gonna make do. But yeah, I mean, eventually that's what I want to go with. Yep. Yeah. It's good medium. Yep. So let's think. I mean, we got we got you pretty much your setup there. Uh, your I run a tight spot quiver. Uh, yeah, there you yeah. quiver. Yeah. Um, it's just a nice quiver. I mean, a lot of people make good quivers. Like though, a so. five arrow. Or? It is a five arrow. Yeah, yeah, and it just fits right up snug against my bow. Mm-hmm. Um. I do. I am running a QAD. Uh, that's the. This will be the first time I've ran a QAD rest. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. I normally do run a limb driven rest, like a Hamsky okay. or an AE, like uh, one of those. Um, but this year I'm going to run a QAD. It just I ordered it with my bow, so yeah. mm-hmm. it's the Elite QAD, anyways. Uh, and um, yeah, I have the Elite or the not the Elite. Sorry, the CB Torx stabilizers on it. I think that's everything. How about your release? release? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, true ball blade. That's, I'm shooting a thumb button. Okay. I've been shooting a hinge for, um, I don't know, I've, I've deer hunted with a hinge, elk hunted with a hinge for like five years now. And uh, I like it. I 
started. So this is, we're going to go off on a little tangent here. That's okay. This, I, this show is about tangents. I started. <laughs> I don't hunt out of a tree stand anymore when I'm whitetail hunting. Uh, I started hunting out of a saddle. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah saddle. I saw that. I love it. I, I want oh to try it. So, it. I mean, you is, have no idea how bad I want to try it. It is game changing. Don't do this, Frank. Crazy. <laughs> like, you know how much money I have sitting out there right now? And oh, so do I. I had like <laughs> three just, millenniums, two lone wolves, and like four XOPs that I just, I'm like, okay, they got to go. I'll take those XOPs. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but anyways, so I started hunting with this saddle. And the, the, my downside was, is that I shoot a hinge and being so close to the tree, because it keeps you facing the tree and the tree right. between you and the deer all the way up until you shoot the deer. That's what's awesome. Like, you can keep the tree. They literally walk right past you, and as long as you walk your way around the tree, they don't pick you up, really. Right. It's not nearly like when you're sitting on a whitetail. Well, and it's a natural, a you almost look like a, a, a branch. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look yeah. nearly. I mean, they, I haven't been picked out hardly at all in a saddle. That being said, being so close to the tree, I noticed that I had a little harder time hooking my release up with a hinge because it's not you know it's just a hook right and so it wouldn't would take nothing for me to like try to situate and then my release would come off my d-loop um so the whole time i was like man i sure wish i had a thumb button hanging on my d-loop i didn't have to you know then you ain't gonna mess with it at all until you get ready to draw you just grab your release and draw yeah um and i'm not a index finger kind of guy at all so yeah um i've been wanting to try a thumb mm -hmm. yeah well and actually our buddy pat uh, micah myself and pat went on a uh, 3D shoot in where'd we go? Sedalia. Yeah, it was past Sedalia, but I think it might have been a Sedalia. State Fair Archery. Yeah, yeah, that's over there by Smith and yeah. Yeah, yep. and um, we got done for the day, and and Pat shoots a thumb release, and he let us try his out on just on that little, you know, yeah, little yeah. Practice, kinda, yeah. practice range. And uh, I liked it. I did yeah. too. I'm I just I'm sitting here like I don't want to change something right now, right before. Yeah, you know how I just told so, you guys. How so I, I am. Saw, the reason I don't shoot an index finger, and I don't own one, and I won't own one. I mean, is I. There was a day where I had target panic beyond belief, you know, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't get on target. I'd freeze up below it, you know, and I'd I'd go to a three D shoot and I'd lose all my arrows. I mean, that's not even a joke. Crazy, wow! Like mm. that's was, a real deal. I mean, I was a lot of people really yeah. bad, and this was before I even started shooting competition at all. But I'd go to a three D two shoot or two a year, um, but and that wasn't even enough. You know, buying a half dozen arrows a week wasn't even enough. To, to make you change. <laughs> to make me change. $120 <laughs> I dropped but a week on arrows. I had a deer come through, and he was like at seven yards, and I couldn't get the pin on him. Oh, wow. And so I'm like and eh, 19 or 20 at this point in time in my life, and uh, I just yanked it and fired it. Just like, oh. And it goes off, and I hit him like right in the hips. Mm. And I was like, this is. So I hung my bow up, and he run off. And I was sick. I was like, I'm never doing this again if I can't shoot an animal clean. Right. I just won't. I'm not going to do it. Um, so I get down, and I hit the formal already. I was dumb luck. He piled up like 50 yards away. Um, Sometimes it's better to be lucky than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was the case. But so I got home. I stripped my bow down. I bought a hinge off of Archery Talk. And Archery Talk was just getting going back mm -hmm. then, you know. And I bought this hinge, and I started shooting it blank bail because that's what people told you to do. Uh, and it's the right, it was the right thing to do. I came back and I started shooting only a hinge for like 10 years. And I'm telling you that I went from being a really bad shot. Even whenever I didn't have target panic with my index finger, I wasn't a good shot. I was hmm. not, I mean, I could keep it in a like six inch group or something. It changed 
I mean, changed my life as far as archery goes. You know, it turned me into somebody that could shoot a bow a little bit. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I mean, I learned a lot about my shot this year from, um, I got my bow restrung this year. Uh, Doug Hutchison. Oh yeah. Doug's a great guy. Yeah. Love he's Doug. awesome. Since Frank and, quit us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, uh, Doug taught me, uh, he had me shoot in front of him and he taught me a few things that I didn't even realize I was doing wrong. Yeah. And one thing was, and I knew I, I punched mm-hmm. a little bit, but I've never had what you would call quote unquote target panic. Yeah. So he taught me. Yeah. If you can and, control and it, I that's one sh- thing, yeah. but I couldn't control it. <laughs> I still shoot an index finger, but he taught me, you can use that index finger as a hinge. Absolutely. And you just keep creeping back and the pressure that you're putting on the, on the strings is what's going to release that arrow, not your finger. Yep. And that's, that's changed a lot. And I changed my my uh release also but i try so i I, i've tried that whenever i first like back then i tried that i was like oh i'm just gonna put a lot of pressure on this and i'm gonna pull 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 till it fires Mm -hmm. i could do it until there was something in front of me Mm -hmm. and then it just all and then i was back to slapping it yeah you know so that makes sense i mean yeah i hope i don't it's totally mental man it really is hey don't you don't want it i don't want it no you don't want it yeah i've heard i've heard yeah i mean i've struggled with it before but it's it's i've never shot bad enough where it's made me switch i want to switch on my own accord just because mm-hmm. i think it will make me i mean i'm yeah. a decent shot I don't, i'm not you know terrible by any means but i think i could get better yeah i mean yep. so i think that's one of the things i'm going to try is a thumb i yep. plan on going with the thumb well since you're talking right now let's talk about your setup okay we got um, i mean we got everything for you right i mean yeah can i think we, so we think anything else so that's a, a sweet setup i mean yeah i, I, like I don't need to look into that elite because I mean, at well, some point, I'm gonna have to switch bows. Yep. But so, Micah, what? Uh, well, what are you shooting? Talking about it, I mean, whenever I went out and shot bows, whenever I just I shot, I had my first bow was an old ass PSE. I think it was like a Fireflight or something like that, like with like three inches too long on the draw. <laughs> but anyways, I was able to uh, before we went on our first elk hunt. I told my wife, I was like, I need to get a new bow. You know, I mean, she, yes, she wasn't, she wasn't happy about that. No, she was not. She thought it was just going to be the price she paid for the tag. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was another thousand dollars. Yeah. She's like, who the hell is this Frank Iupa guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm spending all my money. Yeah. But yeah, well, anyway, so I went around the and your list is long. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I shot a, I shot a few bows. I shot a few elites and elite was going to be my backup, mm-hmm. but I shot the triax. Oh yeah. The Matthews triax. And I mean, I like it. I, yep. I I like the bow. I shoot good with it. And there's nothing wrong with that bow. No, no, it, it's a good one. And uh, the only thing that I'm disappointed is the camo pattern. I wish I would have waited for the charcoal. <laughs> yeah. But that was like when it yeah, first came out. And I, awesome. I, I I messaged you or something. I was like, which one? Which one do you have? Because nobody had them in stock. And he's like, you told me and whatever. I'm like, okay, I'll just take it. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm not waiting any longer. Yep. You know, season's coming. So I, I bought, I got the Triax. I'm shooting it. I, I'm a 28 and a half inch draw. It's fast bow too. It is. I was, uh, well, when I came in, uh, what did we do? But it was shooting 291, I believe. Mm-hmm. With your hunting arrow? Yeah, yeah That's with good. my hunting arrow. Yep. And I shoot a Trophy Ridge uh, single pin. I think it's the Pro Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a, a trio, or not a, it's a React Pro. Yeah, not React a Pro. Yep. React Pro, single pin. And, uh, shoot, I can't even remember what what uh, drop-away rest I have right now. Yeah, I'm not going to remember mine either. I know what it looks like. Oh, no, you, put it, you put it on, Frank. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but, no. I can't. So we it, should probably just have it, Frank explain our bow setup. <laughs> no, yeah. no. But no, no, I mean it's similar to the QAD. I don't think it's a QAD. It was another, it was another style. 
Yeah. I I, for some reason, that's uh, leaving me. But as far as arrow setups, uh, Black Eagle, Rampages. Mm-hmm. Times three, by the way, when we get yeah. to all of ours. Yeah, yeah, times three. We all shoot the Black Eagles. Yeah, they make good stuff. Yeah, and uh, Slick Trick, uh, Broadheads. Yeah. Standard, so, yep. I mean, I'm doing, you know, I shoot pretty good. What is your uh, arrow weight? Uh, what are you thinking you're at? I'm around the 450 range. I'm still, I'm not too much off of you or Russell. I mean, we all kind of got pretty close to the Similar. same arrows. Yeah. Yeah. So, which, I mean, I thought about the switch and maybe going with a heavier broadhead or something, maybe going with a 125. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. Haven't messed with it. Haven't had the time to mess with it as much as I usually do this year. I mean, it sounds like your arrow weight's plenty good. I don't, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I've taken it out to Colorado. I haven't. I've drew back on elk. I haven't shot an elk <laughs> yet. But I mean, as far as elk or whitetail goes, I've never had any problems at all. Yeah, you know. So that's I. You know, I went hog hunting this year, uh, like in April, maybe, and uh, my arrows were blowing through them like skipping off the rocks and behind them like really? 20 yards. oh and, man they were gone and i would think a little too much <laughs> energy and yeah. i would think i mean because uh pigs also they got that huge you know, bone or whatever they say that but i shot them right in it really like, and you still gonna, didn't right have through. any problems oh, yeah, not even a little bit really yeah. okay that's awesome well and i mean this this foc thing has got me really intrigued yep. big time but it's i think it's one of them deals where you almost have to I wouldn't be against making changes, but it's if something's working for you, yeah. Why, why change? mess with it? Well, you know. Now, being said, I haven't killed an elk either, so yeah. you know. So I have that. I've taken other people's um, trials and tribulations, and then kind of made changes. Yep. Right. Like uh, I went to the the four blade uh, slick trick uh, based on some stuff that happened with elk. Yeah. Um, and switched it on my on my whitetail setup too. So it's I don't know. It's it's one of them deals where I want to give it a shot, but you go spend how much money on new arrows oh, and new inserts? It can and, be ridiculous. And then you go, oh, I don't like this. Oh, you, or know, I, you know. And that's whenever I built these arrows. I, luckily, I got the sweet hookup on the victory stuff. Um, that being said, I still had to buy the broadheads and full right. price and the <laughs> ethics archery inserts at full price. That I so whenever I built these arrows. I was like, I'm going to see how bad to the bone these things really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because I built them for worst case. You know, if you hit an elk in the shoulder, that's what I built them for. Yeah. And so I went out and I shot a two by four on purpose at 20 yards and it blew through it. And I was Man, like, you got more balls than me or a bigger checkbook than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It blew through it. And I, I was like, that's impressive. Yeah. And that took it over and put it on the spinner and the thing spun perfect still. It's like, that's, that's the be all right. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's a reason right. why they're that expensive. I yep. mean, I think. So what are those? What do you get? Three? Is it three, three? for a hundred? Yeah, three yeah. for a hundred. I think that's similar to the iron wheels and stuff. Yep, like they're that. Yeah, they're same price. I mean, yeah. super expensive, but in a lot of things, you get what you pay for. Yeah, in yep. those things, you yep. know. Yep. And they flew good. All right. Yep. So so back to you though. Yep. Sorry. Um, no, that's all right. Uh, what uh, quiver? Um, I don't even know what quiver re- release. I have, What's your release? What are you shooting? Uh, Scott Scott release. Oh, yeah. It's just a simple. I actually got it. I bought Amy a youth bow a while back. It was off like a Facebook market page or something like that, and it came with a release. And I was shooting a Walmart Walmart trigger release. I mean, and but I went to that and I took the Scott and I got her her own release. And I mean, it does fine. Like I said, I right. mean, I sh- I can't complain because I mean. I'm accurate out to 60 yards. 
You know, I mean, I'm yeah. not shooting a, you know, Copenhagen can every time, but I mean, I'm pretty accurate. So it's kind of hard to switch that setup. But that being said, I do every once in a while have a flyer here or there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I want to kind of switch it up. Oh, I mean, that as, kind of distance, it could just be anything. It really, you know. Right. Oh, I mean, we've learned so much about, you know, your, your spine, yeah. you know, finding your spine on arrows. I mean, you could have that, just that one that is yeah. a little off. Weird. I mean, yeah. you know, so, I mean, you, you talk about just flyers and stuff like that. I mean. There's a huge rabbit hole to this stuff. Like your anchor changing just ever so slightly, you know, your, your nose being on one side of the string or just in the middle of the string, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff matters. And, and you know, your bubble on your level, you know, it doesn't matter at 20 yards really, but it matters a heck of a lot at 60. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little side hill. Um, you know, this this is all stuff that, you know, if your bub- bubble's in the middle, even on that side hill, if it's a real steep side hill, you're still going to get some drop out the one side. You need to bubble into the hill. Um, that's all stuff that, you know, people don't just know, you know. And to be uh, honest, I've never thought about it until you yeah. just said yeah. it. Actually, yeah. that makes, makes a sense. lot of sense. Yeah. It's shit you don't even think about when you're yeah. shooting sometimes For either. sure. I, oh, man. I, I remember when I got my bow first tuned by uh, Doug. Yeah. I was shooting. I'm like, why the hell am I having to put my sight so far left? I kept missing left, you know, just kind of getting stuff back set up. I didn't even realize I was digging. Your nose in? In, mm-hmm. yeah. And I didn't even realize it until I'm like, nose wait button a minute. Bomar has nowadays. Yeah. A uh, little, little prickly thing. It won't let you mess up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I mean, that, that's a good setup, though. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing oh, yeah. outrageous. You know, I'm like I said, I'm not, I think, I think we did it one time. I think it was like 14% FOC. Does that make yeah, yeah, sense all- or something? I, it was, I remember something around those lines. But, I mean, it's not huge curious. FOC. Mm-hmm. But. My thing is, and it's always been this way, is as long as I can hit that X, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm not worried about the FOC part of it. As sure. long as I can hit the X every time, then I'm good. Yep. I mean, but you do want to, that being said, you want to go for worst case scenario sometimes. Yep. You know, sometimes you don't want that. So what about you, Andy? What you got going on over there? Um, A 412-inch draw. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just changed bows this year. I just got a new Athens Archery uh, Ridge 34. Um, I have a 31 and a half inch draw length on that, and so I'm shooting the the Rampage uh, Bike Eagle Rampage as well. Uh, You're at 250 spine, right? I'm at the 250 spine. Yeah. I went ahead and went a little stiffer since I was a longer arrow. I could just go stiffer as uh, well. I'm. That's Basically, I take my uh. <laughs> I take my full length arrow and, and unsubscribe. <laughs> I, I just cut off enough length for the the outsert, uh-huh. and that's base. I'm pretty much shooting full the full length, length arrow. Yeah. Uh, arrow weights like at five forty, I think. I mean, I'm I'm up there. I could honestly probably. And that's with shooting a hundred grain. That's a hundred grain broadhead. I mean, broadhead. not doing anything extra just because no, you have that's such the a long 55 arrow. Five grain insert, I think, and a hundred grain broadhead. Uh, I like. I think we all have. All do building your own arrows. I like. Yeah. Fletching them, and it's just fun just to mess with. Yeah. Uh, most of the like, I think you guys all have uh, the the boning uh, blazers. Oh, that's one thing we. Yeah, we. Yeah, the the veins. I, I have the heats. Yeah, you've got the heats. Uh, I don't just like them. Uh, See, it's the same thing for me. I've been shooting blazer veins since I've started shooting, and I've never had problems with them. Yeah, so and, why change? Yeah, uh, you know these AE maxes and I all this stuff. I want to try. Stuff, yeah. I'm like, eh, I w- I would love to, but these little guys work for me, and I'm gonna keep putting them on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So is that what you're shooting, Frank? Isn't AE veins? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hunting with the uh, their stealth vein. Mm-hmm. Um, I hunted with the stealth max for two or three years. Love them. They're real quiet. Uh, then they came out with the hybrid, which are 
almost foolproof. I mean, you could almost lick them and stick them on. I mean, they really are just that easy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you got to prep the maxes. They're made out of a different mm. material. They're, I mean, a little more particular. You got to use a primer pen, and the, if you don't, they they'll fly off. They they won't. But that being said, they're a fantastic vein, and once they're on. They're on forever. <laughs> Yippee. Yeah. They, you Are know. you doing four? Um, uh, not with the stealths. Okay. Um, Three? Well, I, I like the Pro Max as well. That's their little shorter, taller, kind of like a blazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I run that four. Um, so. Cool. Yeah. And All I right. run a pretty hard left helical. Um, just about as much as I can wrap around the arrow. Oh, yeah? Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Back to you, Andy. Yep. So oh, just man. when you said that, that made me think, oh, it was a good, good thing to yeah. tell, ask yeah. people. Um, my rest, I believe, is is it Virtus Vir- Virtus Virtus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. HHA rest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A um, lot like the QAD, almost identical, pretty much. Yep. Um, drop away. Uh, my re- release, I'm shooting the same release pad as actually that you tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, it's a cheaper. The guy at Cabela's, I think. Yeah. Um, thumb release. Thumb release. Yeah. Yep. I was shooting a, a true ball, which. I'm trying to get comfortable with this thumb release. I'm not quite there. I'm used to the wrist release with the index finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see benefits of that thumb release. I don't know. Oh, I can too. I like, I, I like messing with it. Shooting pads, I could see it. I mean, yeah. I only shot it twice, and I'm like, eh, this makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, but I'm hard-headed. Yeah. And then I'm running a spot hog, um, fast eddy, uh, three-pin oh, yeah. slider. I like it. I, I really like it. I mean, it's that thing. I, I feel like I could honestly drop it on the ground and pick yeah. it up and Spot comfortable it's like still. Tank. It really is. It yeah. is. But with that being said, they're super heavy. That's like, I feel like my <laughs> bow is so top heavy because of the, you know, all that I have to add some counterweight. I need to add, I'm not happy with my stabilizer at the moment, but my stabilizer isn't really a true stabilizer. It's the Tacticam. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a camera. I, yeah. I'm using the camera. <laughs> uh, I use the Tacticam stabilizer i like filming my hunts and just what are uh, heavy that is compared to like a, a i got a bee stinger on my bow. i need to try yeah, it you know because a tacticam camera is not very heavy right uh so it shouldn't be too bad i don't know I, that's one thing i want to change and is kind of change that setup somehow and maybe go to like a clamp for the yeah, tacticam and not the clamp actual it to like a or be to the, the right CD yeah, or yeah. A bar. yeah i think that's how russell runs his tacticam is it's he clamped to his, his stabilizer and i think yeah. he had what I don't know. There, there's a couple different ways to do it, of course. Uh, but, yes, for the most part, that's mine. I was shooting uh, a bear uh, anarchy before that and uh, switched to the the Athens. A um, couple friends had them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we were at that 3D shoot, and uh, oh, the guy from Flatlanders was shooting one behind us. Yeah. And you could just hear it, and I thought, I don't know. It sounded fast, looked fast, looked cool. So I started, <laughs> so I I started, I started researching <laughs> a little bit, and seems like a pretty solid company. I mean, yeah. they're so I don't know. Giving them a try this year, and I, I did something different, and I attempted to set this one up myself. Um, thanks, Frank. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Frank. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> once again. If you can't tell, we all went to Frank for yeah. to set up our bows. Uh, so I just decided to try it, and I watched a few YouTube videos, and by far not perfect by any means. But uh, shoots. It shoots and and it's um, fun. I mean, it was I working on your own on shit. It, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it gets. I mean, I I have so much, so many plans back here in the backside of my my basement. You can have a press and a drawboard. Yeah, I'll, I've already been pricing presses, which <laughs> yeah. aren't cheap. No, well, damn. I'm actually going to try to make my own. Uh, I've been looking at homemade. I'm, I'm a tight ass. Yeah, I made my own 
kind of vice <laughs> yeah. uh, with some clamps and which I don't know if I'd recommend that, but <laughs> I got some levels, some things going on there. Ducked but, uh, when I when I started, you know. Uh, got a square. My my plan here's my plan. It's not done by any means. I got a square tubed uh, trailer jack. Yeah. And I've looked. I mean, if you go on to Google, you can Google it and you can find plans for yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying. You got a welder handy? And I do. I mean, I have welders available. I have yeah. the equipment available. The, the to only do thing it. that's ter- tricky, because so I've I've looked into it before I bought my press. Um, I have a last chance, but before that, like the fingers, mm-hmm. like yeah. getting those last chance type fingers. You know, there's people out there that are making them for you, so you got to buy them still. Right. Uh, but you got to have them. I got a buddy who has a CNC machine. I'm really hoping yeah, so I can talk you, him into it. I haven't, if you could I haven't snag one yet. or make have him, you know, you know, mock up something that looks mm-hmm. real similar, that would, it would work. When I buy my press, you can just borrow it. Oh, perfect. Which okay, now we're going down a rabbit hole, but screw it. What what press do you use, Frank? Well, I so at the shopper. What's, I was what's there, your favorite thing to use? I mean, what's oh, your preference? Yeah, yeah, yeah if you could yeah. pick one. Um, so I have a last chance. That's what I have at home. Um, it's fine. It works great. Mm-hmm. It does everything it needs to do. Um, that being said, the Spike Press by ATC Archery Tooling Company is way better, <laughs> but it's also way more way expensive. More expensive. Um, yeah, the draw board and the, the press—they are phenomenal. They really are. Yeah, um, you can do so much with them. I mean, just I won't, I won't tell them. Well, I will tell myself. A draw board. I have plans in my mind for that as well. It involves <laughs> a two by six, a boat winch. So, well, <laughs> Andy's going to die. That'll work. And some screws. So my first draw board was even probably worse than that. Honestly, I had you know the beams in the basement holding it up. I put an eye bolt in the top and an eye bolt in the bottom, and yep. I bought one of those stupid rodeo r- <clears throat> ratchets and <laughs> drew my bow with it and had a little turnbuckle in it. Yeah. So I could draw just fine tune yep. it once I got real close. And it worked. <laughs> That's what's addicting about archery is you, you, it's perfectly fine going to a pro shop and having your guys do your stuff for you, you know, and yeah, you know, so here, I mean, here, but it's also really fun to start it is. dicking with your own stuff. And, and here's where you guys are just about ready to get into. Okay. And it's how I started. Whenever I, I, I knew that there was some more performance in these bows and I just, there was no bow shops around. They're like, Oh, that looks close enough. I'm like, nah, no, no, it's not. I'm not here for close enough, yeah. uh, Yeah, so that's where I ended up like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. And that's where you guys are. You know, there's, you know, you just don't have a shop here handy now. Uh, Sorry. And uh, (laughs) and so so, so you need need to learn to do it yourself now. And, I mean, and that's where I started. So, I mean, just full circle. I don't even know how we, like, got into fletching our arrows first. That's really what started it. Is yeah, it's because it's cheaper. No. Mr. Cabela's is the one that got us into that because yeah. when we started going to Colorado archery elk hunting, uh-huh. Russell was going to build arrows. And it, That's right, yeah. say it was. Russell did build arrows. And honestly, we all still use his fletching jig, which I had. No, for several, I got my own. Oh, you borrow oh, his. I, I <laughs> use his for something. Sorry, Russell. I gave it back finally. Well, and I, I see what's cool about that is you, you have these memories because I remember oh, yeah. the first time we all fletched together. We had a little fletching party upstairs in my kitchen. We, like, came uh, we screwed it up so bad. And <laughs> I, I broke his freaking Arizona, um, what the Arizona Easy Fletch. Oh, yeah. I see those. First time I used it, I, I gunked the thing up uh-huh. and started cussing and threw stuff and <laughs> got cranky. <laughs> that was the first time we ever did stuff. And like six of the nine arrows I tried garbage yeah <laughs> you know and then you just you do it again you're like all right 
and then you figure out a bits and burgers so much better. I mean, yeah. there, there's so much, <laughs> there's so many YouTube videos out there yeah. where, I mean, you don't really have an excuse. If you want to try it, get on YouTube. You can yeah. definitely learn. Sure. So, but and, I mean, be prepared to mess up. It's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Don't be scared. I mean, I still, you know, I'll have one where I didn't do it the way I wanted it. And one thing I'm going to change this year, we'll get back to you. I'm sorry, Andy. This is, like done. I said, this I'm, is a rabbit hole. We're on you now. I'll, I I use wraps right now. Mm. And, you know, you'll get around, and let's say you're on your third, I shoot three uh, veins. Mm-hmm. Get to your third one, and you don't like the way it adhered or something. Yeah, because of the whole You're ripping wrap. it all off. Yeah. Because that wrap just, you, you can't. You want to know a secret to this? I would love it. Okay. Go down here to the vinyl wrap store that uh-huh. makes signs like Gator Graphics there in Warrensburg, something mm-hmm. like that, and just buy a sheet of your favorite color, paper cutter, and make your own. There's your wraps. There's your wraps. And here's the deal. The overlap sucks, right, with the factory ones? Mm-hmm. You can cut them to whatever width you want to where they don't overlap or they just barely overlap. You don't have that problem anymore. That's nice. Yeah. I had been ordering. Little and- Tech Tip 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Tip 14 Niner. Yeah. <laughs> And I and I like I've, we've been buying our stuff from One Stringer, which uh-huh, is another yeah, yeah. Missouri yep. company. Yep. And you know I like them, but it's just you know when you adhere that vein really well, you're pulling it off. You're going to pull that wrap with it yep. a lot of times. Sure. So then it, you redo yeah. everything. The cool thing about being able to use like uh, vinyl places, you can get reflective. Reflective is Ooh, so cool. much cooler. Yeah. I think One Stringer. I mean, that, They've they, got them. They do that too, and you can yeah. also pick your arrow, like the arrow you have, and they. Kind of help you with circumference because mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah. my 250 spine. The reason I know this 250 spine was a little different circumference. Sure, because it's thicker wall mm-hmm. than yep. than your old, yep. uh, the 300 spines. But uh, but the, it, it's still like even ours. I don't know about yours, but barely overlaps. Yep. you know, mm-hmm. just yep. a tiny bit, just yep. a little bit. Where you could, you know, if you make your own, you get it to where it. Yep. You know, and you Absolutely. don't have to worry about that. But depends how much time you have. I'd love to do that. The next fun. time I do some, I've got like four arrows I need to refletch right now. I'm gonna do them without a wrap. And just see. I don't wrap mine. Oh, well, and it I makes so much sense. I did all these beautiful white on whites this year, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I went outside, first time I shot, second arrow, right through one of my veins. And now I got to redo the whole yeah, damn thing. All of it. Because <laughs> when well, I pull it off, it's going to pull that wrap. Nate's bragging right now because he. I shot a group, it was, group close it was enough. Freaking, I shot my vein off. Dude, it was 20 it, yards. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was 20 yards. But, uh, all right, so uh, what about broadheads with you? Uh, dirt nap alphas. Yeah. Is what I, I shoot now. Um, I don't know. I don't try them. I, I like trying different things. Yeah. yeah. I started off shooting the original Rages and moved through a couple different ones of those, shooting Whitetail. I really no reason to switch from them, honestly, uh, except well, the reason I did switch, we went elk hunting uh, the first year, and I was so nervous about you know these big old animals. I switched to a fixed blade. I think kind of the same. Mine Mon- was like Montec. the, yeah. Well, it was the three blade fix, longer. They did okay. What you know? Then from there, honestly, I blame Frank. He got me started buying slick tricks, and then I would try <laughs> some different ones, and then I'm surprised Frank did get all. Th- all three of our wives were here. Yeah, just Frank walk out. Yeah. Make I'm leave. surprised you didn't get yeah. punched. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we, we introduced him. We did. Yeah. <laughs> You are going to need to leave. You're going to go spend some more of our husband's money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny. What are you selling them today? <laughs> well, now he sells us tractors, so we, yeah. we're going to have to start yeah. looking at Except those. he just said food plot tractors, so you got Which, the hook up on us on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go ahead, Andy. No, I, the Dirt Nap Alphas, they're, uh, I don't, I don't want to say stainless steel, but I think I'm pretty sure they're steel. I need to get my facts straight on that. But they're a Missouri company, as we talked yep. about before. Yeah. 
Harrisonville, uh, Missouri. Uh, make some good stuff, but I I prefer the Alphas. But your quiver, anything special on that? Nothing special. I don't even remember what brand it is. To be honest with you. Nice, but it's a good one then. So yeah. so far we're three for Holds three. We're pretty much using the same setups yeah. with Whitetail as, as we like do elk. It. Yep. And I think that's important for the folks that are listening. That we've talked about elk several times now, and we're about to again well, my favorite, on one so. of these yeah. on on a Missouri show, right? Yep. Right. Because you do not need to be worried about leaving here and going out west. Yeah, don't be scared. You can shoot the same stuff. You don't have to have yeah. a whole different setup. Nope. Um, yeah, you probably shouldn't be shooting a 340-grain arrow. I mean, some of the guys I've called in in Colorado have been come right up running up to me with some sweet equipment, let me tell you. Yeah. Right. Some old school stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you ought to blow the dust off that thing before you go chase elk around. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. That thing's 80s, 1980s. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things I think hopefully people get out of this that – you know, you don't want to be shooting a 320 grain arrow probably out in Colorado. I think my yeah. first time I ever had a bow, the arrow was maybe 330 grains or something like that. Pretty lightweight. Yeah. Um, it was blue. I don't remember what it was, but I got a quick rabbit hole. I want to ask Frank. We're talking about shooting elk and bigger animals. I want to kill a turkey with a bow. Have not done it. Mm, yeah. Want to kill a turkey with a bow? I'm shooting big, heavy arrows. I'm too. I don't remember. I'm like high two sixties, low two seventies. I haven't I haven't chronoed with the the Athens yet. Um, in my mind, for turkey, I need to be faster. I don't need as much, obviously. Uh, so um, it doesn't, no, I wouldn't be faster. So like on a turkey, you want a big, big cut broadhead. Okay. Right? They even make some turkey broadheads right, that are like the, not pointy. What are they called? Guillotine or whatever. Well, no, these are like just like Rage makes one. Yeah. Uh, instead of being come to a point on the front with a chisel tip or something, they're rounded. So they don't get the pass through. Yeah. The deal with turkeys is like, if you can leave that arrow in, then they can't fly off as right. easy. They can't go anywhere. Dirtnet makes one that actually it's yep. kind of cool. Looks like a, a trident almost. Yep. Yeah. Like it's open in the front, like a bunch of different. It's about points. to catch the damn animal right. when yeah. it hits it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. your shot's probably not going to be more than thirty yards. You would. I mean, on a even turkey, with a shotgun, you guess, not, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like all, I, I've killed a whole bunch with my bow. Other, uh, I went five or six years with just bow hunting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time, I was literally like inside 15 yards. They were all point blank. Really? Yeah. Super yeah. easy. Yeah. Killed a few with the guillotine stuff. Uh, yeah. How close do they have to be for a guillotine? Real inside 20 yards because they fly terrible. I said, yeah, those things are such huge mass up front. Yeah, sure. It literally with, starts flipping over itself. Even <laughs> with a well-tuned bow, they don't fly good. And the even worse part is, is like it's not like you can practice with them on anything right. other than a pillow because right. they break on a target. So Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that was just a question. I was you should have seen I, me shoot the yeah. shoot a block target the first time I bought some of those guillotines. <laughs> it was quite the rodeo. That was a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I broke all of them. What the? <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, Nate. Let's hear yours. Well, so I'm I'm shooting the grandpa in the the group, and I just got it restrung, which tells you how much I do like it. So I'm shoot still shooting a Bowtech Assassin mm-hmm. from 2011. Uh, I haven't made the switch yet, just because the the big thing, and we'll get that into that in a couple minutes, hopefully, is I'm kind of saving money to buy a traditional bow. Mm. And I'm like, well, if I can just drop a, you know, 100, 150 bucks to restring this, that has never failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do that and maybe yep. kind of save that money. So still shooting a Bowtech Assassin, uh, t- really long draw length, 27 inches. Mm, nice. <laughs> um, so I've always kind of, you know, struggled with this. So I'm, I have to shoot at 70 pounds still mm-hmm. right now. I'd love to be able to back it off a little, but yeah. 
I just lose so much speed. Yeah, he struggled. The yeah. good thing about Nate's draw length is, you know, he can basically take the leftover scraps from everybody else's I've done arrows that. and make. The, when they screw up an arrow, I get to cut it off <laughs> at my length and reuse. Well, so. and then the good thing, you, I huh. mean, most of the time, uh, shorter draw length, that bow's a little nicer to draw. It, yeah, Shorter it is Andy's nice. has got 31 yeah, and a half in his, yeah. the draw cycle on his bow, even if you could have the same bow in it, it's going to suck. Well, and the, the yeah. main, another reason I really haven't wanted to switch yet is like holding my, Micah's triax and my assassin, I feel like my bow is a lot lighter. Sure. Light's not always good though. And, I'll tell you, that. Uh, you know, in Colorado, I just love it because I'm little yeah. and I can kind of, yeah. you know, uh, move it around. But so anyway, I'm still shooting an assassin. Yep. Um, 27 inches, uh, same Black Eagle rampages as Andy and Micah. Um, what sight? Oh, I use a Black Gold Pro. Nice. Um, Three-pin slider. Mm-hmm. Got to custom make this one, uh, which was nice. S&S Archery out, out yep, west. Yep, Steve Speck's place. Yep, Steve yeah. Speck, yep. Um, custom made that one, and I really do like it. Yeah. Um, you know, the tape idea is pretty cool. I don't have that. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. tapes. Yeah. Um, really enjoy the micro adjustability on the pins. My spot hog does not have that micro adjustable. Now, oh, it's, it's really CV nice. Does. I can get the father hog. I can go up in a, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not shooting their, their high end one. I'm shooting kind of middle of the road for them. They don't have that micro adjustability, which I do wish I had that you yeah. do. And it, it's really nice. But like I said, you could almost start screwing with it too, too often. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. Oh, I, I missed on this arrow. I must need to oh, mess with it. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, to Which be I honest, do. you are very bad about that. Um, I will. I'll, I'll. I have a problem with. Okay, I missed with those two. Had to be the bow. I had must to be need to change yeah, it. Had to be him. Yeah, his bow. You know. Yeah. yeah. So something's off. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I shoot for a um, a sight, and then my my broadheads are slick trick standards. Mm-hmm. I switched to those a couple years ago. Um. I the one complaint I will have on them, and this this is only a few animals worth, but. My 2018 archery deer, he only ran 40 yards and died right in front of me. But there wasn't a drop of blood from mm. where I shot him to where I picked him up. Well, I really didn't look that hard because I just... Yeah, there's a lot to go into that, though. Yeah. And I mean, it didn't pass through. It hit his opposite shoulder. Yeah. Um, so, and so it was a high I have, entrance and then no exit. Yeah, high entrance, no so exit. So that's... Just how, far, how far away was he when you shot 20? Less than 20. Yeah. So, I mean, you, yep. and you're, you're deer standing. Mm-hmm. I, I know you, where you're deer standing. I mean, it, it's coming in pretty steep and yeah if you didn't pass through that cavity is going to fill all the way up it did and it did and go out one hole and then if it passed through you have a lower hole yeah Yeah. but i've heard people complain about the one complaint i've heard about them is blood trails Mm -hmm. whatever i mean yeah when you know you kill the animal and it dies in front of you i don't know why it matters so much but um what i liked about when i switched to them and i think that's what micah and, and russell switched to the slick trick standards um was like we were talking about the four, yeah. the four cutting surfaces, and you know the the science behind it being if you put if you put an X in an animal, mm-hmm. it's harder for that X to close up because there's four different sure. flaps that yep. have to come back together. Whereas if you're putting a triangle, yep, you know one of those things closes, that yeah. that wound might close up. That's that was kind it's of even the, worse with a two blade. I'll be honest. Sure, yeah, yeah, which makes uh, sense. I yeah. mean, it well, doesn't take much to clog them up. Pat shooting a two blade, and he shot that elk last year. <laughs> very little blood until the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, what happened was it, the elk ran past a tree, snapped his arrow off, uh, and that created a huge – it opened up the hole for him. But before that, there wasn't that much of a hole yeah. uh, to get out of. Yeah. And then um, uh, 
quiver, which I do like. Um, I'll switch to a tight spot eventually, but it's a fuse. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it, it's a four arrow. Yeah. Quiver, whatever. Yeah, I mean, need more for you about to go home. You've had a bad day. <laughs> you've had a bad day. <laughs> <Just> quit. <laughs> um, but it's a fuse, and I, I like. I do like it. It's lightweight, and you know it. I can turn yeah. it on, pull yep. it off, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Um, so it's pretty nice. Eventually, I'll make a switch. Um, I was. I thought about buying a bow this year, and I was looking at the, the Realm SR6. Yeah, that's an all right bow. Um, and I was looking at the Hoyt. Not the RX5, the Helix. Is it the Helix? Not their aluminum That'd be ones, like but the last year's model. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Whatever. Uh, yep. No, that's a good. You know the aluminum version yep. of the the RX5, but RX it would have been the same as the RX. I never I never I shot yeah. either of them. Uh, yeah. It was just kind of stuff I was looking at, and I probably would have looked at like the the uh, what's the Matthews new bow VXR the VXR yeah, that's the one I almost yeah, that's I a know. nice bow yeah yeah Pat and Brandon that go with us both just got VXRs. Yeah. Well, but then I keep, and isn't Russell shooting the VXR? No, he's got the uh, Vertex. Vertex, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that bow a bunch. It's the same bow as VXR, just shorter. Yeah, but then, you know, I hear all these guys, like, over and over and over, I hear Elite is awesome. It is. I love my bow. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. I always hear how smooth Elite is. Is the one yeah. thing that always comes to mind when you're talking about your Elite is yeah. everyone that has one says they're so smooth. Yeah. Never shot one. I'm left-handed, yeah, so and I can't go to a lot of limb yeah, shops. Show up. Yeah. And they have limb stops, too, so it's got that big, hard back wall. It's, yeah. You know, a lot of guys are like, oh, that's nice. And, yeah. and it is nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a guy that shoots a hinge, which is me, you know, I want cable stops. Just give me a little bit of pull. Um, but shooting a thumb button or an index finger or hunting situation in general, limb stops are pretty nice to have. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. So I have both in my bow right now. So I'm shooting cable stops and limb stops. So that thing stops. I mean, <laughs> It'll I stop. Yeah, there's and no, I like there's, having that hard back wall. Yeah, yeah there's no creep um, to yeah. that. When I, has it. Well, when I yeah, first started shooting, um, actually, I brought it back to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to fix this. Um, this The Assassin has a little, uh, uh, what would you call it, like a set nut for your draw length, whatever mm, yeah, the hell yeah, it's. Yeah, that's also that's like your limb stop slides. Yeah, that in deal. A, in a slot, yeah. So I, I was shooting the bow, and over the neck over a few weeks i started i noticed that i started suck like i was horrible I'm like <laughs> what the hell am i doing um ended up taking it back to you and that stop had loosened mm-hmm. and i went from a 27 inch draw all the way to 29 and didn't notice almost a man. just one at a time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dick. you know just little at a time and all of a sudden you're shooting and you don't you're even realize you're out. just all stretched out yeah um that was the one thing because of that now i love feeling that yeah, when it's right, it's right. I'm where I'm at. Yeah, that's yeah. For sure. so that's that's cool. But yep. Um, anybody else got stuff on setups before we get to some fun stuff? <laughs> no. Not really. I yeah, uh-huh. I think we pretty much covered yeah. all the bases. I'm still learning. I started tinkering. Oh, by the way, I Googled what I what I'm shooting on my rest. My rest is an Apache. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rest. Yeah, but because yeah. uh, I could not figure that out. But um, so I mean, for people that are potentially wanting to take their deer set up out west Do all it. four of us sitting here are Do shooting it. the same thing yep. basically that being said i've geared mine towards elk and then and then use it here for elk, yeah. deer but and i think we've done absolutely that absolutely there's no reason you couldn't take a whitetail set up and go kill elk yep, i mean right. you should be able to have no problems i mean as long as you're accurate yeah it shouldn't be an issue yep. yeah i mean i would say practice, if you're practice, you're practice. sitting middle of the road where you can kind of chase them both mm-hmm. i mean 450 grains, I wouldn't go a whole lot lighter maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think but, the limit for me would be, you know, for sure 400 grains and heavier. I mean, because, I mean, you got to think there's 
ladies out there that are going to be shooting 25 inch draws mm-hmm. right you know they're they're really going to struggle to get to that 400 well, yeah. well what did you just call me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway um and i think another cool thing about missouri um is the the opportunity to practice oh yeah i mean i don't know about other states but we have it a lot everywhere. of 3d yeah. opportunities here and yep. you know andy micah myself all the guys we know I mean, we loved coming to Warrensburg when you used to do the yeah. the Evolve shoots, you know, because yep. it was 20 minutes down the road. Yep. Um, we all use arch, 3D archery shooting mm-hmm. to practice. For sure. You know, give ourselves, you know, you sit in front of your target at home and you shoot all summer long. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's You're practicing. Mm-hmm. But what we like is putting different stuff in front of us, yep. different, different terrain, different terrain, know, different whatever else. So it gives you that, that, uh, you know, the practice well, with seeing thing different me, things. I like going with you. I can go by myself. It's fun. It's great. I like going with my buddies. Yeah. Making oh, it a little bit competitive. A little camaraderie. Yeah. little camaraderie, little competitiveness. And people sitting there watching you shoot, to me, adds a, that little, little bit pressure. of pressure yeah. on you. When you're shooting at an animal, you have a lot of pressure. Oh, no doubt. So you got people watching. It's a little bit of pressure. So much know? pressure. The very first deer I shot, I, I'll tell on myself, I was 17 years old. <clears throat> bought a bow nah didn't really know much about it shot it got it sighted into where i could go shoot things and my buddy's like hey, let's go deer hunting i'm like all right i've never been deer hunting before with a bow so we bought tags you could just go down the road to the place and buy tags right and, and yeah. i'll go out there in a blue jeans and a t-shirt after school one day and i climb up in this tree just a little fork of a tree and this little 10 point buck comes cruising up and i shoot him at like five yards but I was so nervous, <laughs> like I literally almost blacked out. Like I, remember, <laughs> yeah, I, I can re- see that. I remember like my it was a tunnel like closing in on me, like you see in like the end of a you know Bugs Bunny or something yeah. like that. That's what that was happening, and I shoot him, and I was like, "Whew, that was yeah. close! I almost fell out of this tree." Oh yeah, I can understand it completely. Every so time, after, usually after, but like yeah. Oh, not me. Afterwards, I shake. You're in the middle of it, huh? Oh, it's all up on me. Huh. Like. I'm 100% good until I decide that I'm going to kill it. As soon as I decide that I'm going to kill it, it's a, I'm a wreck. That's how I am the same way. Like, if, I mean, because, I, I mean, we all shoot does and stuff like that. But even with a doe, you get that I'll watch feeling. them. I know they're going to come down. But yeah. as soon as I'm like, you made as the soon decision. as they make that step, I need to get my bow and I need to start drawing back. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happens, that's when I start breaking down. Yeah. I mean, but. That's, I mean, that's, that's crazy how different it. people react. I mean, yeah. usually good until right after. As soon as I hit that, that release. Oh, and that's when it all thought, hits me. Every thought in my mind, and then I'm I just I'm a wreck after that. Yeah. And hey, I have no idea how I, I it happens to me. It's not like I'm some badass. It's just all I don't get that before the shot. Yeah. It, but like you said, as soon as it happens, it's like uh, shaking. You know, almost like you're freezing cold. Oh and, yeah, I've had you know, my knee knocking against the tree right. stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's that's crazy how that happened, but. What's nice about these when you do this with your buddies is, yeah. you know, you got that guy that's in the lead mm-hmm. towards oh, yeah. the end, and everybody's screwing with him and you know putting oh, pressure yeah. on him and, um, you know, you know and then it's like in the in the competition side, you know, when you get to a shoot down, there's no nerves like that. Right, that's serious because everybody's standing around watching you. Then See, we we've never been at that level. Well, Frank, no, I think that's easy. that's a good point to talk about though, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Is you can you can use three Ds for however you want to use them. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. We we enter and we'll keep our scores. We are not going to keep up with these dudes that are using, you target, know, target, target bows. Yeah. They have whatever on a scope, I guess you'd call it, yep, on their. We're not going to beat them. 
we we shoot for fun and we'll enter our scores and cool whatever i mean we all try to beat each other it's always a competition between ourselves yeah then but that's not the only way to do this we do it for that there's competition well for sure um and a lot of guys do that and you know we see their setups and we're like holy shit that's cool yeah yeah we Uh, like talking to those guys oh yeah we'll talk to frank like yeah yep like picking his brain and what are the you know what do you see as far as our state um, as far, oh, people have so many opportunities. Absolutely. You know, so there's some areas of the, of the country where all they shoot is indoor archery because the weather's so bad. Oh, that's not necessarily the case for us. You know, we get a lot of 3d, you know, we can just about shoot from January to deer season. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually like the week of deer season is the end of it. Mm-hmm. But from like January one to then you could just about shoot all week, yeah. you know, all, or every weekend or something dang near it. Right. If you're willing um, to travel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You might have to travel an hour or two, um, which isn't that terrible, I don't feel like, you know. It's it's not like the south. Some of them south states, like, they leave targets up all year round. If you're part of a club, you could literally go every day of the week and shoot. And we don't have that, but we don't also have the weather either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Missouri weather would chew a target up in a heartbeat if you left it standing. Yeah. Um, I got one in my backyard that proves looks that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then, you know, like I said, there's, we do have some indoor archery. There's a little bit of field. There's not much of that around. Uh, you know, it's a, like the indoor archery game, except for outside longer distances. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's just, there's not much of it. So it's kind of a, unfortunately dying a little bit, uh, but it's cool. Um, but it's just, you know, shooting paper faces. And there's a lot uh, of people. I think it's really cool. You do not have to be a hunter. In oh, this case, no. there's that's, a lot of people that just shoot. That's for know? sure. And yeah, yeah. those people might be listening to this show. And this is a way to get in. And yeah. there's a Facebook page. I think it's called Missouri 3D, 3D Shoots. Yep. Shoots. Yep, absolutely. It lists every organization. Mm-hmm. Every weekend they're doing something. People will post, you know, yeah, new on, events. And, you know, even on the, the national level, I mean, that's all on there as well. You know, mm-hmm. and a buddy of mine, Sean Groder, runs that. Yeah. Um, he keeps up with it pretty dang good. He, you know, updates it like once a week or so. Yeah. I'll take screenshots Yeah, and just, okay, I want to go to this one. If we got, you know, if I'm not busy this weekend with kids or whatever. Yeah. And, well, you go to, I think it's uh announcements or something yep. and he There's has it posted. Pin. It's He's got pinned, pinned on the top. I just hit there and I scroll down through and see where it's I'm going to, I'll link available. that. It's Missouri 3D shoots, yep. correct? It yep. is. I'll link that in the show notes yeah. for people because you know, if you want to get, in, if you're looking for a way to get involved in archery somehow, there's your start. Yep. You can you can go pay ten bucks most of the time at some yeah, of these. Yeah, ten to fifteen dollars somewhere. In you there. know, sign up. The people are always super nice. Yep. Um, the people you're shooting around are always. We've never had a single problem nope. for the most part with people. Yeah. Um, even if. We've had to the you know the point where maybe it's like the three of us shooting and we're behind a real big group. Oh yeah, they'll let you jump them. Yep. I mean, it's a lot like golf, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, for the I'll, most part. I'll be honest with you. You know, I've I've been the guys that have been in the group of four or five of us with target bows, and it's like we know we're slower. Let you guys shoot through. Right. You know, yeah. if you want to shoot with us, this target cool. If you don't, we'll step aside, let you shoot it by yourself. I mean. Yeah, yeah. we'll stop and watch yeah. others. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as they're okay with it. Yeah. You know, but. Um, you know, watch them shoot that, you know, there's four guys with these target bows and, yeah. you know, they're all doing a little different stuff and you're like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's fun to hear that group banter back and forth because everybody's got their own, you know, atmosphere, oh, yeah. the groups yeah. and whatever. And I also like seeing the families out there. I mean, <clears throat> oh, sure. You got yeah. your kids who are, I mean, just shooting the, 
you know, simplest bows out there, just oh, having yeah. fun. You got mom shooting, you got dad shooting, you might have grandpa shooting. Yep. I mean, it's all the way through. Uh, I like seeing the, the family atmosphere, too. Yep. Rabbit hole alert. We're going down one. Oh, <laughs> go for it. Kids. So, uh, I've got a son who's really wanting to get into this. Yep. And um, I've made the decision to, well, you see that crossbow sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I bought that for him for Chris's, Christmas, and now I've decided against it. Yeah. He doesn't need to kill a deer right now. Sure. You know, How cool. Is he? He's nine. Cool. He doesn't need to. I want him to learn how to shoot. Sure. So I'm going to buy him a bow. Yeah. And it's going to be something, hopefully, that he can grow into, right? Yeah. Um, Mike has got young kids. Andy, this is going to be good information for all of us. I've yep. been doing some research on the different bows for, for kids. Yeah. Do you have one that you like more than others? That, I do have you know, one you've that sold I like in the more years? than others. Because yeah, you, uh, you got a son. son I, mean, I do. About yeah. that so, age. Um, I have him a little recurve, believe it or not. Uh, only because it's easy and he can pick the thing up. So I had him at like a year and a half old. He's out there with a binky in his mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> shooting a bow. He had a little mini Genesis. Uh, it was the coolest thing ever. I thought so anyways. And yeah. then he kind of yeah. kind of lost interest. Uh, but he's kind of started being a little more interested again. And I have this 15-pound, which seems like a lot, but it's not in his size, mm-hmm. um, little recurve. Um and he slings arrows. We, we've shot some 3Ds with it. He has a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to expect anything that way. You know, if he hits the target, cool. If we got to look for the arrow, that's cool too. Yep. Uh, that being said, there are some really good options in the youth bow for compound side. Um, you know, Matthews makes some good stuff. They make like a stoke and a, and a veil. Those are a little more on no, the high No, they're actually end. Matthews. They're not like a mission. No. Nope. I've heard something about a mission. There's some mission. Matthews makes mission as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's... They make good stuff too. Um, that would be kind of middle of the road beginner type bow, I would say for mm-hmm. especially for a youth. Uh, they make super adjustable bow as well. The the Stoke and the Avail is not uh, in the Matthews line. Elite makes one called the Ember, and it's probably my favorite. That Elite bow, Ember. Yep, it is uh, very much like an adult bow, mm-hmm. uh, but it is super adjustable and it'll fit just about. Anybody, I mean, so, and, that, and that's what you want with a kid's bow. Yeah, you want something they, they can grow, grow them to grow into it. Yeah. yeah. So even if it's or grow with, uh, grow with, grow it. with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And some bear, bear makes some, makes a couple yeah, I've of. Heard them. of a bear. You know, they make like two or three different models. I uh, had a guy give me a list one time, and I had no idea if he was giving me a good list or not. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of here's some bows that you should go buy for your son. Yep. Diamond makes some stuff. They make yeah. uh, it's uh, made by Bowtech. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so everybody's got a couple of bows that are made for youth. Um, it's just a matter of finding one that they like, you know, because some, so here's another thing that you got to think about. And it, and for me, I would look at the, whenever I was picking out a bow for a kid, if they come in and you're like, okay, I've got a little seven-year-old. Well, at that point in time, it's not how much they can draw, <clears> believe <throat> it or not. They can draw fine enough because most of the bows go down to like five pounds. It's how much they can hold up with the bow arm. Yeah. And so you got to find them a small frame bow. Yeah. You know, so that's part of the, you know, figuring out what's going to fit somebody because archery is not, it literally isn't fun. If the bow doesn't fit you, like there's nothing more frustrating than whipping your arm real good. Uh, first you time know, I ever shot, dude, you I know, ripped off, especially for a kid that's seven or eight years old, yeah. you know, let them whip their arm and they're going to be like, Nope, never they're done. Yeah. Never again. So it's funny you say that about your son. Cause that's Caden, my son that I'm talking about right now. And my daughter is all of a sudden who's 12. She's now, that I want to buy Caden this. Yeah. She's wanting to, I'm like, oh crap, I'm going to end up buying two of these yeah. damn things. Yeah. But 
they're all shooting what you would call recurve right now yeah. out there with the little blunt arrows that yeah, you buy little, from Walmart. Yep. And they just shoot it into this little styrofoam target they got. And, you know, they're doing that. Even my seven-year-old son is doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's just to the point where he knew I bought him that con- that um, that crossbow. Yeah. And then I, I changed my mind. I'm yeah. Like, no, you know what? It, it isn't about killing an animal right now. Yeah, it's you about getting you involved. Yeah, you put him on a gun and kill an animal. Right. right. Yeah. And it... He's nine. He's got his whole life to do this. Sure. I want him to learn the sport first, you know, learn. Uh, he goes hunting with me, so he, yeah. he'll he understand those things. Um, but it's about the youth thing. I mean, you know, you got all the kids. I think this was a perfect question to say, what do you, what would you get if you were getting the kid a, yep. a compound? He, he, every day we go out to shoot, he's, can I shoot one just like you, Dad? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll figure it out. I just don't know what the hell to buy you. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yep. So that, you know, and that's that's where Huntley, you know, I, he wants he wants one of those embers, those elite embers, because he can make it look exactly like my bow. Oh, that's cool. be, yeah. You know, the same color, and he's like, "Yeah, that'd be cool, Dad." And I'm like, "Yeah, it would be cool, buddy." I am not. I'm looking forward to it and not at the same time. I know you've got a freaking bow, arrows, oh, yeah. release sight. All the same stuff that we are running our stuff for a for a kid. I mean, You're just like, expensive. oh man, this is gonna suck. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, even like so, even if you went and bought one of the the lower end price point wise package bows, man, you're gonna be six seven hundred bucks. I mean, because right. the bow's gonna be three or four uh, arrows. You know, you might spend fifty bucks on a half dozen arrows, mm-hmm. something like that. A release is gonna be fifty bucks. You know, the sight. Well, it'll have a sight and a rest on it, so that's good. You know, but. It can be quick. It can yeah. add up quick. Yeah. Well, and then you know when dad when dad's going to be making those adjustments, I'm going to be screwing with that cheap sight and go. Yeah. All right, I'm done with this and, and go. You know, buy something nicer. You know, yeah. quality. Yeah. yeah. But what? Uh, I mean, your son. He's obviously been shooting. Starting out, what type of release would you suggest for a kid? Fingers. Fingers. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. Okay. The problem with kids is like they don't really know how to anchor yet. It's really easy to tell them to put their index finger in the corner of their mouth. That's easy. Putting, you know, splitting your fingers with like a thumb release or an index finger, you know, putting it behind your jawline, they have no clue. It gets really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So you would say the number one thing, it's not draw weight, but it's actually the weight of the physical bow would be the the best thing to figure out first. Yeah, so if it's a big kid, you know, if he's 10, well, that's different. They can hold up a lot. Yeah. Right. But if he's five or six or if it's a little girl, you know, I that can be a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's exactly what happened with this this freaking crossbow I bought him. I gave it to him and I said, "All right, hold it up, buddy, and show me." And he sat there and lugs the thing uh-huh. up, and I'm like, "Nope, this isn't." You know, I already was on the fence when I bought it. Yeah. Um, and then when he did that, I'm like, oh, "That's not gonna work." Yeah. And I so, mean, there's ways around that, but yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could sit down, you know, in the blind and we can Put post it, it up, but yeah, it just it didn't feel right when he when he did yep. that. So I'm like, eh. Well, we'll do something else. Yep. So I've been It'll kind be of right. putting it off. Yep. Well, that's that's good on those. Um, you know, one other thing I'm really kind of excited to get into at some point is traditional bows. Uh-huh. Have you done anything like that? So I've shot one a little bit. Um, I really, I'm not very good with one. Um, it's a different. Yeah. Which call it's it for instinct sure. shooting? I mean, is um, that kind Yeah, of? so like there's a couple different ways. You can shoot it instinctively. Um, but the guys that are good mm-hmm. generally don't shoot instinctively. They shoot point on, which is, so what they'll do is they'll set up their bow 
And then that setup changes depending on how the point on is. So like they'll aim down the arrow mm-hmm. and use the point of the arrow as a reference. And so let's just say they want it to be like point on at like 20 yards or 15 yards or whatever it is. Sometimes an arrow setup has to be, you know, that's dictating to them what their point on is. It's super tricky, man. Like huh. I got a buddy, Darren, um, he knows all about it and I've watched him mess with this stuff like nonstop. It's a, it's never, never ending. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm super tech savvy on the compound side and he is on, He's on that side. traditional yeah. side. I would have never guessed. I'd be like, man, square, square. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, he's moving his knock sets nonstop. The plunger pressure on his rest, like, cause it's got a little finger rest, but it's got a yeah. plunger on the riser. Mm. Um, he's not shooting off the shelf. Um, I guess if you're shooting off the shelf, you're a little more limited on that. But the, the spine of his arrow, you know, it, I mean, those guys are like putting rope inside their carbon arrows to change the spine or change oh, the weight. Wow. Oh my. I mean, it gets super tricky. Like, huh. Non-stop. I didn't know that was even yeah. involved in it. Well, and it, I mean, it's, I've, I've been stalking another Missouri based company, by the way, Black Widow Bows. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been stalking them on Instagram for a yep. while and you're right. I mean, it, you, you read through the stuff and you just don't quite understand if you don't have anybody to teach you about a traditional bow. Oh man. You're just, you're kind of like, whoo. that's what you know, I, you go watch YouTube and stuff like that, but I bought one. I have I had just a little cheap one uh, compared to uh, Black Black Widow, you know. Uh, that being said, like, and I set it up the best I could. And it shoots okay. Mm-hmm. It does. But Darren, some of his bows are like, he could shoot bare shafts out of it like a compound. No joke. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck? No yeah. way, you know. I have a feeling I'm going to end up jumping in headfirst to Black oh, Widow yeah. at, some, at some point. Yeah. Just, it's another... I think all of us are, you know, in our arch world, it's another challenge. Oh, yeah. for sure tough. Yeah. You know, I mean, at some point it's kind of fun. Yeah, now well, you're inside 20 yards for sure. Yeah, I've always told myself once I master the compound, then I'm going to switch to the trad. Still haven't There's no, ma- yeah. There's no <laughs> mastering. Crap. Little, little yeah. cushion there. Huh? I'm going to wait yeah. for a while. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. Eventually I'll get there, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, uh, we talked for a long time. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. You guys got anything else that you want to? pick his brain about oh we could be here all night if we started doing that oh yeah yeah but uh, everything we talked about we kind of hit the surface yep on yep, all of them yep. i mean we, i get on here again another time and absolutely yeah we, you could dive in for two hours on just broadheads yep you know i mean sure. that sort of stuff so but well ma- main thing is don't be scared to try different things yep and more than likely your setup's probably good enough to do anything you want to do with it yeah i mean like for the most part and having a, a well-tuned setup makes a huge difference. Yeah. So if if, if your bow, you have worries about, you know, got a little arrow flight funny, um, go see a pro shop. Absolutely. You know? I was going to say, get don't be scared to away. ask people questions. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you, if you're looking behind the bow and you're like, oh, that's good enough. Well, it's probably not good enough, honestly. Yeah. You know, there's so, I mean, these bows are super tunable these days. Get it tuned, you know, have, shoot through paper, shoot a bear shaft. You know, these are all things like, you know, <laughs> we might be listening to this and being like, what's that mean? Uh, if that's the case, probably need to take it to a pro shop. Go talk to somebody. Yeah, make, I mean, yeah. one, you make sure your jaw length. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys draw out here that are just picking up. Well, my buddy had a bow, and I just started grabbing it. There's no chance you have the same draw length. I mean, the, I the mean, odds of it are very slim. Like, so me and my hunting partner, Kevin, that we hunt out west, we literally have the same draw length. We, like, everything. He proves that, me wrong. Idiot. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I was just getting ready to prove you right, actually, because just because we have the same draw length, our bows don't tune the same. Nope. I can't shoot his bow. He can't really? shoot mine. You guys do stuff yeah. differently. I mean, yeah, yeah. even like yeah. little face contact, a little different. 
little grip pressure, a little different, you yep. know. I, now, if we were out there and one of us crashed our bows, falling down, you know, a rock slide or something, you could figure it out. We could figure it out, but right. it's not, you know, Nats. Right. So, uh, but that's important for people to know. There's pro sh- or there's there's archery shops all over the place. Yep. In this, in some this good, state. but some not. Sure. You know. But if you don't know what, don't be the, discouraged if it isn't a go good one. Go in and find a good ask one. questions. Yeah. And and that's what I mean. We all obviously were using you. Yep. Before you left us like a jerk. <laughs> I'm surprised Frank actually talks to us because we a lot of times we would go in there and not buy anything. Just ask him questions. <laughs> We'd go in there just hour. to talk to Frank about our bow setups. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. But I mean, that's that's how you learn in all outdoor stuff. Nobody starts a pro. Yep. Nobody nope. does. Nope. You learn from people that are smarter than you. I learned a lot just today sitting here talking again. Yep. I mean, that's just just how it how it goes. And watch YouTube videos. Get on with you know find a pro shop near you and. Start asking questions and shoot a lot. Shoot practice, a lot. practice, that's, practice. That's practice. Important. Practice good arrows too. Yeah. 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 Shoot a lot, and if you start missing all the time, there's something probably going off. Yeah. Go talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah. No doubt about it. If your broadheads don't hit with your field points, that's not always the end of the world. But you probably need to have your bow checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, man. Uh, thanks for coming on. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That was that was a lot of fun. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, people were like I said, people were kind of asking about this, and I thought this would be a great time to. Call Frank. Yep. Get Frank. Yep. 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 So no problem. Luckily, you live close to us too, so that yeah. makes it really nice. So thanks yeah. for coming out. And um, you got anything? Any uh, handles you want anybody to? Oh no, I mean, it's, okay, we're good. It, <laughs> they want they they want to find me. They can. They can find. Yeah. They can find yeah. Frank. Yeah, I'm evolved archer on. I guess what is that? Uh, Instagram and yeah, I'm on Facebook as well. So cool. Um, yeah, right. we'll get on here another time. We'll talk about hunting or something. Yeah, we can. yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we can yeah. start narrowing down some more topics. Oh, yeah. Let us know if there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about. Yeah. Uh, we're not experts by any means, but uh, we'll go down some rabbit holes. And that's, I mean, that's what this episode came from. People asking for bow yep. setup talk. So and, you know, and, and one thing that I, I feel like that you guys elk hunt, I elk hunt. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah, you know, it's up there. So you know, if you guys want to know about. Being a little scared about going out west your first time, we 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 could have a whole show about that. Funny you, you should know, say that. You know, we could. Yeah. There, there, there's so much to it. You know, you know these guys hunt a little different than I do. And I was getting ready to say, you know, that. I mean, and, there's two you know, different strategies. There's even different there. strategies there. You know, these guys basic camp hunt, and I, you know, I'm I'm a backcountry hunter. You know, I hunt yeah. camp on my back, and you know, I do a lot of miles in a lot of days, and. It's just, you know, different strokes for different folks. Yep. And they yeah. both work. Yeah, we were so. recently on a show with uh, Backcountry Rookies, mm-hmm. uh, another one of the shows on Sportsman Nation, and we talked about just kind of basic about going from Missouri yep. to, in our case, Colorado. I what love to help people about that because, you know, I, I've i had really good success. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's – um, I'm not scared to tell you secrets, you know. I mean, I'm not going to tell you where my spot is, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, that being said, you know, basic strategy, I'm, gear, I love gear, like, oh, the backcountry yep. gear junkies. Like, oh, yep. big time. Um, so, yeah, we could, we could, if somebody, if anybody's interested in that. It's not as intimidating as you feel like it is. No, no that's That's all. all there is to it. No. People are intimidated by it because I need to have all this stuff. Sure. You do. It's cool to have good camo good good gear yep. good pack makes um, life easier but really if you have good boots a good pack and a, a bow yep obviously if you're going to do backcountry stuff you might need a little you need, more you need, yeah but it, it really won't cost you that much 
No, I mean, like, I've spent a – oh, we just won't even talk about it. But <laughs> a lot of money A whole in it. lot of money. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, nope. there's a lot of, you know, gear for sale, like on Rockslide or, you know, Archer Talk even has some stuff. eBay, you can buy some bargains for stuff. Um it's like it doesn't any have to be so expensive or, oh, or hobby. I mean, you can go buy the highest dollar golf clubs you uh, want yeah. to, or you can go whack a ball around with a garage yeah. sale set of golf clubs. But like you know, there's some basic stuff that I would not skimp on. That's true. That uh, sure. But boots get get some good boots. I have yep. I have two pair of crispies, one insulated, one non. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't talk about the, how good they are enough. Like until I'm blue in the face. Um, a good sleeping bag, good sleeping pad, and a tent. Good pack. You know, got to be those build things, a pack meat. Yeah, yeah, because. You know, I'm. You know, we're packing miles, mm-hmm. multiple miles. You know, and uh, it it really matters. You know, you get out there with an old steel frame pack, you're gonna hate life. <clears throat> yeah. So. Well, I mean, that's. But that's that's it. And then, of course, if you're going to like a state like Colorado or something, the over the over the counter tag isn't that expensive. No, it's six hundred seventy one bucks. Yeah, uh, that's and not you bad. You got your your stamp and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it'll be somewhere around that seven hundred mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's expensive. Sure. But it's but, so. I mean, I guess that's you know perspective because. But you think about it, it you know it's a couple hundred bucks just to go kill whitetails in other states too, you know a couple more hundred dollars and you're getting to go hunt elk and they scream back at you and I love that part. And they're big and they taste really really good. Oh yeah, they taste good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So awesome. Did I mention they scream back at you? I like that part. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I I long for the day to have one scream where it it I feel it through my body. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that happen yet. It's it, the it's, best. Uh, We'll get into that some other time. Yep. But cool. Well, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Yep. We'll thanks. see you guys. Yep. Catch you on the next one. All right. That's the show today. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, lots of good information. Um, we kind of touch on a little bit about a lot of stuff. So hopefully that's something you all enjoy. Uh, we can go into a lot more detail on little different topics, but I thought it would be good to kind of – Hit the main points with a lot of bow setups. A lot of people are curious what they can do uh, as far as it goes with whitetail uh, compared to maybe going out west if they're thinking about doing that. So if you are, it's not as big of a deal as you might make it. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the show and we'll try to keep putting out good stuff for you guys. We'll see you later.